I'm also gonna split this into two episodes because we've been talking for two hours. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if you knew that, but I'm happy that we were because we're going to be a little bit ahead. I think we could work on some really cool stuff. Yeah. um, Just on the other front of things this week, uh, which I'd really like to get into, spend some more energy on that. So that being said, uh, let's do a second intro and I will paste it partway through. All right. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. I mean, really. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back, back. This is episode 11. It is. It is episode 11, isn't it? Yeah. There was a part of me that felt like it was episode 10, but it's (laughs) it's surely episode 11. Yeah. We already did episode 10. Yeah. And that being said. (laughs) Welcome. uh, We hope you have a great day. Yeah. We hope you enjoy it. Peace. Peace. Yeah, that like don't talk to me until I have had my coffee. <laughs> like I know it became a meme. Yeah. But it it's a meme that stemmed from something real, like many memes do. Yeah. And yeah, man, I remember being in middle school and like seeing teachers, right? Be like, you know, like I show up in his first class of the day and the teacher walks in and he's got his fucking mug with him, you know. Yep. And he walks in. And like somebody goes, ah, Mr. Mr. You know, whatever his name was. Can't remember teacher's names. And he just puts his hand up. Doesn't look at them. He just puts his hand up towards them. Right. Like palm, palm out. Yeah. Like, like stiff arm, like stop talking basically type of motion. Right. Totally. And, and just says five minutes. Not till I've had this coffee. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, yeah, it's still like, we're still before class. This is, you know, it's like class starts at eight and this is seven fifty. So let's yeah. say just for fucking whatever's sake. And, uh, so it's like, yeah, you know, he's got his time to like totally. settle in and, and be prepared and get ready for the day. And that's fucking totally fair. Especially if you're about to deal with a fucking room full of yeah. fucking 13 year olds, 30 little poop bags. Yeah. 30 little shit bags, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, but it was just so funny to watch him like sit down and like take a big swig of this coffee and then just go, ah, <laughs> all right, we can start the day. Yeah. You know, like just like such blatant, like <laughs> blatant addictive behavior. You yeah. Know? Like, like, ah, oh, I got my fix finally, you know, like, yeah. Um, totally. You know, it's just like, it was so funny, like how we have that as such a commonality and such a shared experience between so many individuals, yet so many individuals can also share camaraderie about like having a disdain towards people who have addictions or mm-hmm. like a disdain towards drug addicted individuals. And because we don't associate like caffeine and sugar and yeah. alcohol with drug addictions, even though like alcohol, it's in the last 20 years, like we've definitely like now married it into the whole thing where it's like, yeah, yeah. this is drugs and alcohol addictions, right? Yep. Like all this shit, right? Um, and it's, but it's still so casually accepted. Yeah. It's casually okay to get out, go out and get hammered on a Friday or Saturday night. Every week. Every week. It's also casually. As long as the rest of your life is, you know, yeah, somewhat yeah. okay. <laughs> somewhat held together. Yeah. Yeah. It's also casually or acceptable to casually have a drink or two drinks. Every day after a shift, 
happy hour. Yeah. Like that, like people, there's a lot of people who do that, Yeah, you know, like, and it's normal in some, not in every circle, right? Like I'm sure people, there's plenty of people who live in circles with, who don't drink alcohol at all and or don't partake in alcohol at all and don't ever go to happy hours. I'm one of those people. I yeah. don't, I'm never the guy who's like, let's go get a happy hour. And like, you know, like I have, I drink alcohol, like, but I'm not going to happy hour every day. Yeah. So I don't know if that really matters that much, but fucking happy hour, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think it's just, I don't know. It, it just goes to show that society set, sets like ridiculous standards absolutely ridiculous and inhumane standards at that like dehumanizing stuff really it's like okay you're not a part of the cogs and the wheels that seem normal to everyone else so you're you must be a problem and i'm just gonna ignore you pretend you don't exist dehumanize you in my mind and hope that whatever problem you are fixes itself in some way. And I don't care how I just essentially want you gone or normal. Like one of the two, like that's what I feel like a lot of it is. And that's what I was kind of saying earlier, how I think we need to be more community driven because we're all part of the same thing. And I want to see all of my friends do well and succeed and, and be content and have their needs met and get love. But I don't think that happens if everybody's not working together in some way, shape or form. And if you see a homeless person, like, yeah, you don't have to do anything for them. You don't have to give them money. You don't like whatever. But if you do have the opportunity, like at the very least you could wave at them. Like you could give them a smile, make some eye contact, give them a smile. Like, yeah, anything just to let them know that like people still see them and care about them. You never know what like the smallest gesture might mean to someone. And like you said, it's like you have no clue what these people have gone through, what their story is and go ahead, go on YouTube, go online and look up interviews with homeless people because it's, really eye-opening like a lot of these people each one of them has just such a dramatically different story with certain similarities that have caused like terrible situations and there's a good amount of them who probably came from lives much better than your own like as far as like how far they uh grew in a societal sense yeah and then some terrible event happened and they couldn't recover from it yeah and it's not, you know, it's not black and white. Like there's all sorts of different paths. Yeah. And it's hard to just like, just don't let your mind wander into like the worst possible scenario. Like, yeah. and I mean, I'm guilty of everything that I've ever told someone not to do for the most part, you know, <laughs> like, I'm not innocent. I'm not perfect in any way. I have judged a lot of people in my life. I've looked down on a lot of people in my life. And whether it be with a thought 
my voice or an action, like it's happened. And it's not something that I'm happy about. It's not something that I want to continue doing. It's like I was raised and experienced all sorts of different things growing up and just started to think certain ways and thought that that was the world. And like, oh, this person's being a dumbass. They're on drugs. Whatever. Screw them. That's stupid. They're doing dumb shit. Like, I don't care about them. And it's like, no, like that could be you. That could be your sister. That could be your dad. That could be anyone. And at the very least, you could give them a wave, Yeah. you know, Yeah. just show them that you care. Yeah. And there's a lot of people in my life who've like, there's still people in my life who struggle with these things and I don't want to do anything, but show them love. <clears throat> Cause I don't see how anything else helps them. Yeah. Honestly, in the slightest, yeah. like you could, you could talk to them until the moon turns whatever color that it doesn't turn based off of whatever super moon it is. You know, because at this point, I feel like the moon comes in every single color. It's like, oh, it's going to be the harvest moon. The moon's going to be orange. It's like, all right, well, you could talk to them until the moon disappears and they're not going to change like just based off of you lecturing them or you being hard on them or you calling them out for everything wrong they've done because at the end of the day, they know better than you. Yeah. Everything that they want to change in their life. And that's not even really like talking to somebody. No, it's not. That's, That's like... Talking at somebody, you yeah, know, like really is a very, yeah, distinctive difference between between the two. I agree. Um, That's why I asked you how you're doing yeah. today, starting the episode, because I wanted to like talk with you. Yeah. And that's why I said pretty good's not an answer, Alex. And it is an answer. It's like, you know, like you actually are pretty good. And I know that and I can see that. But like as soon as you started, like, diving into more behind like the why of that and that sort of stuff. It's like we immediately just are, you know, off on the rails, like trains going somewhere and you're talking and it's leading to all of the conversations that we've had today, which I think is really cool. What I don't think is cool is you still haven't asked me how I am. Dude. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Dude. Um, No, but it's, (laughs) (laughs) it, it is really cool how it's like, it's the why behind a lot of stuff. Um, If you want to understand somebody, if you want to have a conversation with somebody, just like think about the why behind stuff and not in like a, why did you do this? Yeah. Like when somebody, I don't know, makes a mistake. Yeah. But like, why are you feeling down today? Like what's going on? And kind of extrapolating on that. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, I watched a video not too long ago on um, rock climbing, something that I constantly try to get better at. And there was, uh, I think it was like coaches in a gym who are coaching people and, and they tell them that when you fail on a route, like I want you to try a route that you, it's going to be hard for you, right? You're probably going to not be able to climb it on the first try. Every time you fail a route, you, you have to try it a minimum of five times. Every time you fail, you need to ask yourself two questions before you're allowed to climb again. And I forget what the questions are. Questions don't really matter. It was like, (laughs) first one was like, why did you fail? And the second one's like, what can you do 
to change that. <clears throat> and so there's things that they're not allowed to say as far as the answers go. And one of them's like, I wasn't strong enough. Like, you can't say that. It has nothing to do with like you being strong enough or not to climb the route. Like, think of a different answer. <clears throat> it's like, okay, well, my foot slipped off this hold right here. So maybe I need to pay more attention to that foot, put more pressure on it, and then figure out a way that I can move my body that's going to be more advantageous to reaching that foot in a strong method. And I don't know, it's, it's the same thing with a lot of other things. It's like, it's not about like all this other crap. It's like, how can you look at it? How can you change it? How can you talk to people? How can you just help other people shine? And how can you shine yourself in a way that's like advantageous to stay on that foothold? Yeah. And I, I think like something that's so much more impactful than talking at somebody is just trying to hang out with them. Yeah. And uh, like, I think there's times where, you know, just, just talking about something is helpful and is impactful. And right. If you don't, especially in the scenarios, I think where you don't feel like you have an outlet or you don't have space to express the things that you're feeling and thinking that's, that's when like then being given or, or, um, receiving a space where you can express those things, then it's very impactful because you haven't been able to talk about it at all. You haven't been able to say that that's what you're feeling. And like oftentimes like the saying like comes with like an acceptance of like the identification of the feeling, right? It's like they kind of like, sometimes I'll say something and be like, damn, yeah, that is what I'm feeling. And like, I, and I wasn't able to pinpoint it until it, came to that in conversation and that like one saying coalesced and then it's like, Oh shit, that was it. That is what I'm feeling. And I didn't know that is like, I knew that that's what it was in some way, but I didn't know exactly that, that specific thing that I just said, right. It's like, sometimes it just comes. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. man. Absolutely. Life is hard. Life is really hard for a lot of people out there. And it's been really hard for me sometimes. And that's, I've always had a home. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine how other people who've had it worse than me feel. Yeah. Cause. I just remembered where my train was going. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that I've also had a lot of times where. So it's like, you know, we have examples of we're talking about something and just simply stating and or, you know, speaking on the fact that something happened or that you're feeling a certain way yeah. is beneficial. Um, but I've also feel like I've been in scenarios um, personally with my own stuff and then also with other, you know, like with friends, like having going through stuff or like a partner going through something. And it's like, I've definitely had times where like talking about the thing is not like is actually going to help at all. Yeah. And the amount of times now where I've been with somebody where either they're depressed or I'm depressed and, you know, we're just slumped and feeling like whatever shit. And the thing that actually like 
saves the moment is never like us acknowledging that we're depressed because we like generally we already do that. Like oftentimes if we, if we just start like, you know, feeling depressed when we wake up, like one of us will just say it, you know, like any time, like literally three or four weeks ago, it's like we woke up and was like, yo, I'm feeling like really depressed. And I was like, shit, like I am too. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, the acknowledgement like already happens. And so for me, like talking about it a bunch doesn't, doesn't like solve the thing. It just makes me kind of get caught up in thinking about being depressed. Um, and the things that actually like bring me out are like, you know, if my partner like is just sitting with me and we do something and like, they're trying to make me laugh and like, and like I end up, you know, they end up getting a laugh out of me and like, it's like, oh, like, you know, there's like some color comes back into my life. Yeah. Tickle, tickle. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and uh, so it's, it's funny. It's like, you know, there are plenty of scenarios where you can say that like talking about the thing is going to be impactful. And then I think there's other times where talking about the thing is actually like, you know, counter, counteractive, counterproductive to what you really want, which is to like, actually just to like feel better and have some like create through action and through engagement other experiences yeah. that can um you know start to like push the the thoughts of depression or the feelings of depression or whatever it is like start to push them kind of out because you're having these experiences that actually like rejuvenate you and stimulate good chemicals and proteins in your body that lead to like good chemical reactions in your brain and and there's times where the depression cloud can be thick and it can be really hard to engage yeah. and, and take action. And that's understandable. Um, but yeah, it, it always just feels like for me, it's like the, the action and the engagement and, and actually like just having somebody just hang out like has been extremely impactful. Right. Yeah. It's like, which is funny, right? Because we talked about this um, last episode with loneliness and like feeling like when you start feeling down and like how like that leads you to a place where you're like less likely to reach out and like might just like like go further into loneliness when you start feeling lonely. Um, right. And how it's like it it really just takes action and engagement to actually like start going in the other direction. I feel like. Um, yeah so and uh, actually having somebody just sit with you when you're in those times like so that, that's why it, you know to kind of circle and bring it back to where the train started of the talking at somebody versus talking with somebody right it's like it's like yeah like you're saying like lecturing somebody like whenever I start to feel like I'm lecturing somebody I feel like shit like I just like start to feel like fuck like and if I start to feel like that, I'll fucking stop myself and be like, I'm really sorry if this sounds like I'm lecturing you or if, if it sounds like I'm talking down or like condescending in some way. Like, because um, I think you know, for me personally, like with a certain combination of emotions, frustration included, that there's times where I feel like I'm like, fuck, I feel like I'm like lecturing or I feel like I'm being preachy or I feel like I'm like, you know, there, there's times where I like, I often Preach. feel like I'm suggesting. You know, like my, my suggestions of advice are always similar 
Yeah. You know, like, um, and so like, there's times where I'm like, fuck, like, I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to tell my, I'm going to say my suggestion or be like, Hey, like, let's take this action. And then like, I feel like at some point it's going to get tiresome, Yeah, you know, like and whatnot. So like, yeah, it's let's take funny. this outside. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but hey, babe, let's take this outside. Let's go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Actually, though, um, no walks are really good for you. They are incredibly, man, and and really impactful um, for me at least when I'm in like those down spaces. And so it's it's really helpful to have somebody be like, "Hey, let's go. Like, let's go yeah. for a walk. Like." get up, get your shoes on. Let's go, dude. Like, come on. Like we're going for a walk, you know? And it's like, and yeah, I'm really thankful with them. It's like, we can both be that for each other at different times. And then sometimes, I mean, there's days where neither of us can be that for each other. And like that happens, you know, it's like, you're not always going to have, you're always going to have somebody who has the energy to lift you because sometimes like other people are drained as well. For sure. Sometimes we can all just be drained together and, Totally. You know, it's like, that's actually the other night, man. Like I didn't go to Gideon's show and I was feeling, I felt a little bit bad about not going, but I didn't feel like fully bad about not going. Yeah. Because when it came down to it, I was like, damn, like loud club filled with drunk people. Just not anywhere close to what I want right yeah. now. Well, you would have been wrong because it was a loud club filled with no people. Lit though. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually does sound lit. It um, was it was a pretty good time. And so the people that were there, like we were vibing. vibing. Yeah. Vibe. <laughs> we were, yeah, we were having a good time. Yeah. And the the problem was is that the manager wouldn't give him a Friday or Saturday night mm. on Halloween weekend. He gave him a Thursday. And right, everybody's right. saving their energy for Friday, Saturday. It was cold as heck out. Cold as Thursday heck. downtown was dead everywhere. Like there was except no for the one buff. everywhere except for the buff. Everyone was at the buff, which was a big show that everyone was already anticipating. Yep. And if people are choosing the buff over the Royal, they're going to the buff. They're going to the buff. So it's like, yeah, it was kind of lame. Um, that yeah. they didn't get the Friday or Saturday, yeah. but like it also was really cool for the people that did go. Yeah. And, um, and dude, they put on such a sick set. Like the, the sound system at the Royal is actually way better than the buff. That's sick. And that's hype. The music was awesome. Pumping. And they all had some amazing transitions. And yeah, by the end of the night, like, they were just, they were all popping off and, and, and it was a res theme night, but yeah. it's like, you know, like with how many people that came, they were just like, screw it. Let's just like, let's just do whatever. Do whatever and like at one point want. Dylan, like just starts going rogue and playing techno. And it was just like, all right, like we're in it now. And everybody's <laughs> just dancing to the beat of their own drum. And that's like, awesome. Yeah, no, it was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. And I, and I don't, you know, it's like, I think everybody needs to take their own, health seriously and kind of assess it's like if you don't if if going out isn't gonna be your peanut butter and jam yeah like then don't start making a sandwich yeah like just yeah just leave it and tend to yourself and water water yourself fertilize your soil yeah 
I was I was sitting there. I was like getting. I was actually like had my shoes on. Yes, yeah. I was like ready to go. And Emmett already decided they didn't want to go. And so I'm like, I'm like sitting there, just kind of like standing there. And I was like, is it okay? Like, is it okay that I don't want to go? It's like, I want to go, but I don't want to go. Yeah. And I was like, of course it's okay for one and for two. I don't want to go. Like, yeah, uh, I, I don't want to go there. I want to stay here. Yeah, you know? like no, you don't have to go. Yeah, and Emma's got the bl- she's got the blanket all wrapped around her. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, oh my god, you look so cozy, you know. And then no, like, I could be next to you. Uh, yeah, I was like, you know what? Yeah, and then so I was like, you know what? Yeah, just forget it and get cozy on the couch. Yeah, cozy up with babe and watch some anime. Yeah, what'd you watch? Ushishi. Ooh, that's a good one. I love Especially this time of year. Really good show. I love that show so much. Dude, the soundtrack, killer. Like that show, if you wanted to use vibes in the right context, um, the vibes on that show are really good. And in this time of the year, we highly recommend. Yeah. We endorse this. Watch Mushishi. If you're like, I feel like it's a great show to watch. Also, if you're like depressed. I just, I don't know why, yeah. but it's like... Oh, I feel that. I don't know why I feel... I feel like it's because of the... It's because of the energy that's really um, represented thematically throughout yeah. the entire show. And there's a there's actually like a, a Japanese word that I'm pretty sure encompasses this. And I don't think we have a direct translation or a direct yeah. a singular word. Um, but it's similar to melancholy, but it's like yeah. a bit more involved. And it's kind of like... Basically, it's like this, this feeling that it's not like that there's overwhelmingly bad things happening. Yeah. But there are things happening that are not good. Yeah. There are some good things happening too, but there are also some bad things happening. And it's like, it's like the acknowledgement of um, the bad and a like embracing of the very sad while maintaining this overarching sense that it's totally okay. And it's all encompassed into this like one word, like, yeah, like, and it, so it's like, it's like melancholy, which is like a sad, happy. Right. Yeah. And so, but it's not, it's more than that. It's like this acknowledgement of all of these different little pieces mm-hmm. and the embracing of them individually. And yeah. then the collective um, and resounding, it's all good. Yeah. It's okay. Totally. Like, like even in the embracing of the chaos of the furthest of bad that can happen, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's okay. It's like, and the soundtrack plays into that. It's so, so well. good. So well. M U S H I hyphen S H I. It's, I think it, it's kind of uh, similar to, you know, like when you're feeling depressed, so you want to watch something depressing to yeah. like to mirror the way that you're feeling or yeah. you're feeling sad. So you want to listen to sad music. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. And, and that show, like you said, it really encapsulates it. And I love how Japanese has so many specific terms yeah. for like feelings or for very nuanced ways of feelings. life or very, yeah, very nuanced things and yeah. feelings. Um, Super cool. Because English doesn't have a whole lot of that. 
Yeah. It's more like you express the way that you're feeling with a describing, you know, describing it using as multiple a, words. Yeah. Using a ton of words and like, yeah. how do you feel today? I feel like shit today. Okay. What does shit feel like? Well, I don't know. It depends on if it came from a cow or a chicken <laughs> or a deer or I don't know. It's kind of a feeling too. It's a multifaceted word. Oh yeah. There's good shit. We use Dude, shit that's for everything. Good shit. That's some good There's shit. Bad shit. There's horse shit. There's bad like shit. Like when someone's telling a lie. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, bat shit when people are crazy. There's, There's actually a Finnish comedian who I'm pretty sure I've seen this bit. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. Who, who goes through the English language yeah. pretty well. He's with, like, this is uh, the hardest word to understand. Is yeah, shit. <laughs> There's shit. Um, he he has one for ass. So you can be the shit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> um, but he's great. Really funny guy. Yeah. And uh, shout out to my homeland. Uh, Shout out one to of my, my homelands, my homeland, uh, and my homeboy. Yeah, uh, I kind of want to. Ismo, I think it's Ismo. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look up uh, on YouTube, Finnish comedian Ismo. He's got he's got some great stuff. Um, ass is the most complicated word in the English language. Ass, uh, nice. Yeah, it's there's some good stuff out there. Yeah, um, but yeah, overall. It's just really cool with with Japanese because I don't know I I want to be able to describe stuff yeah and and ways of life and ways of thinking and and it's cool how a lot of the time it does relate to like philosophies and yeah. just intrinsic values and all sorts of stuff where you can express these things with with words beyond just feeling them and you can create that understanding. I also think that. I don't know. Words are so crazy. So batshit crazy. Words are because especially in the US, I've noticed where I feel like there's so many different experiences throughout the country and words described to use those to describe those experiences and given your upbringing, you could have totally different definitions or meanings assigned to words that someone else is going to be like, that's not what that word means to me, you know? Or one word might be far more impactful to a person than another person. And it it really creates a lot of miscommunication in our country, I think, because... You can't just have a normal conversation with someone where you both understand what the other one is saying. You might get flustered or frustrated or triggered in some way because of the words that another individual is using when that is not their intention at all. And they think that they're having like this good conversation with you and that you're both on the same page. And little do they know you're like over here, like frustrated and, and upset at them because your meaning to these words is completely different. I think it would be really cool like to take things from a different culture where these are like all of these things that are ingrained in our culture, you know, like in Japan where it's like we have these very specific meanings for phrases and words that everybody understands as a whole that like this is what this means. And Obviously, some of those are going to be more important to certain individuals than other ones, 
but overall it's like you have a base whereas yeah. i don't feel like we have a base in the u.s it's just like everything just means whatever i mean i think we have a couple of bases and then i also think that there are some there are some words that intrinsically have different meanings to different people yeah and that that's not necessarily a mistake of the person um i also think that like in when it comes to communication right like and miscommunication and whatnot and or just like you know somebody's describing how they're feeling or like describing yeah. something and like there are times where i've heard somebody just use a word where it's like we have like a defined grammatical way to use specific yeah. words and then they use it in a grammatically they incorrect way. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or they use it in a way that doesn't quite fit yeah. what the actual definition. Um, and not that the you know dictionary definition of a word is everything Yeah, because there's plenty of cases where we use words in ways that are not applicable. Yeah. And then that gets into what's known as, I believe colloquial territory yeah, totally where it's a collective understanding of the use of the word yeah and i think that can vary from region to region greatly um, there are a lot of supple words out there mm. and supple is a multifaceted word indeed meant for many different things <laughs> <laughs> and uh um yeah so it's interesting i think you know i mean like and there's also just the fact that right like what i'm saying is like some people also just misunderstand. Yeah. I think when they learn certain words. Yeah. And when they learn certain grammatical things. Right. Like just like you learn anything. Um, some people are naturally really good at math. Yeah. I think communication for some people, they understand it a little bit more and they understand like some people just get words and gr grammar. Like at least what we have defined as our grammar over here. Right. Right. And grammar is a weird thing because for one, there's weird connotations if you are trying to like influence grammar onto somebody where it, it shouldn't apply. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the fact that our grammar and like arrangement of wording and how we you know juxtapose types of words when we're describing things yeah. differs from other cultures, mm -hmm. right? Where it's like, you can say like, I have a black pair of pants. And if you read a direct translation from another language, it's like pants black or something like that, right? Like mm -hmm. the, that's like the direct translation. Like, and like the words will be juxtaposed differently. You know, it's like we have in English, there's like a grammatic order of like how you describe something. Right. Right. Like a, a big green stinky boat. Yeah. Like, you know, it, like there's like a whole, like there's an order with how you describe something yeah. so that people don't misconstrue, you know, which part of it is green and yeah. what, what exactly the is stinky, stinky part and is green. green, you know? Yeah. Right. Like the boat's just a boat and then there's a stinky green somewhere yeah. else entirely. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it's interesting to think that, you know, grammar is, that gets into weird territory. And so what I'm talking about is really like you know, somebody from another culture learning yeah. the language and then them having to be like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, like yeah. in our language, this is how we speak. Yeah. And then in English, it's like, 
opposite for sure in a lot of different cases it's like we would just say things in an opposite order um when you read things well and then they're also assigning their own meanings from their words that they've learned yeah in their culture yeah or country or whatever to the similar meaning words in ours yeah and like sometimes that loses translation i guess like the point i was making was more like stuff that we talked about in a previous episode of more around trigger words than anything mm, yeah where yeah. it's like yeah I feel you that. know like you grew up thinking this thing was bad and so then you get triggered by someone saying this yeah. and as soon as they say that all meaning in any conversation is pretty much out the window but not only that but like just maybe miscommunications over like small things like a word that has a lot more strength in potency of meaning to you as far as like you being offended compared to someone else. Like I think um, like telling someone to shut up is maybe a good example because there's a lot of people who wouldn't be offended by that. And then there's a lot of people who would. And it also completely depends on like how you say it. Like, of course, Oh, shut up, dude. No way. Like, dude, shut or, like, up. Shut up. up Al- Alex, shut up. I was talking. <laughs> like that's Shut not up. yeah that's not cool or you know if you've ever watched the office it's like shut up about the sun you know shut up about the sun and like that's great i think that's great but for me i think something that i need to do more in the future and that i've tried to do in the past and that i fail on now and then is to repeat to someone what I think, you know, like uh, kind of summarizing what they've said and clarifying and being like, yeah, hey, like I'm having sort of a dispute with someone or maybe an argument, whatever it is, and we're trying to communicate through this. And so instead of letting myself get carried away and letting myself get all riled up and frustrated in any way, I want to first try and understand what this person is saying. Um, Because if I let my emotions process before I process the words, then I could really start misconstruing things and then say things that maybe I don't feel or mean. Yeah. That's how you get into those weird, like sometimes you'll hear it like weird argument situations where somebody says something and then the other person says, Oh, so, so you just don't want me around. Yeah. You know, like, exactly. like, you know, like it's yeah. like, that's an emotional response. Like you're just emotionally like summing up what they're saying to yeah. mean that, Oh, okay. So they're upset about this thing. And that now means that they don't want me to hear it. Yeah. Like, it's like, no, yeah, that's an emotional response. So totally. it's like, yeah, you take some time actually to like process what was said and like really, really think, yeah. really think about it and do some reflection, probably come to a different conclusion than yeah, that, you know, I feel like that's what a lot of politics are revolved around now. It's just like emotional responses. It's just triggering triggering specific emotional responses in people. Oh, it is to well, absolutely gain an advantageous standpoint on something. Yeah, and then also to make your opponent look bad. It's like yeah, right now I'm going to create fifty thousand jobs in the car industry yeah. because this is suffering and blah blah blah. And then the opponent is like. Yeah. You don't care about this because you are supporting cars right. and dude, you know, I, dude, stuff like oh that. Oh my god. So I was having a conversation with some uh, some friends last night yeah. on Discord, um friends that I met online who have been friends with for a long time now. And 
It's a group of four of us, yeah. Yeah, shout out online four group friends. Shout, shout out the online. You can just call them <laughs> Clutch Bunnies. We're the Clutch Bunnies. Um, the Clutch Bunnies. Fucking, so we're having a conversation last night and uh, one, of, one of the members of our group is Arab. And so she's like, what do you guys think about what's going on in Israel, Palestine right now? You know, she's like, I, I want to hear if you guys have opinions or thoughts about it. You know, because she's very, like, very much connected. Yeah. Like, informational wise yeah. with what's going on there. She has family um, and she, yeah, all sorts of stuff. Right. It's very much like an impactful event for her. And so we're talking and they asked me cause they were in there before I was. So like I got in there and then they're like, Oh, yo, what do you, what do you think about this? We were just talking about this. Yeah. You know? And so I kind of like got into for a moment. I was like, I kind of started, you know, with being like, well, I don't have much of an opinion. I don't have much of an opinion formed because I'm not super educated. I've got some opinions formed, but again, I want to say that like, you know, a forward statement that I'm not educated enough to have a well-rounded opinion, like, right. Like, um, fully formed. I don't know much about what's going on. Um, and then I kind of just like made some blanket statements about things that I feel and whatnot. But then I, I, what I really, the juice of what I'm trying to get at here is that like for a minute I was like, yo, like, the reason that I think like these conversations feel kind of like gross or like, like, I don't know, like I kind of like have started to feel like, eh, about these types of conversations a little bit more, um, is that it starts to feel like it's like a moral dick measuring. And that's like the, and it, and that alone, the fact that it becomes a moral dick measuring and that, having this conversation about this subject and getting a gauge on where you are and where your brain is. It's like, it's like just, it's like it, it becomes less about the event and less about the actual suffering of the people and more about like, I'm having this conversation because I want to um, figure out how to categorize the people in my life more and like categorize where you're at on the, my morality spectrum. Of like, oh, okay, well, if you think this, then this is where you're at then. And if you think that, then that's where you're at then. Like, and like, that's how I'm going to categorize um, people. And like this whole thing where I was like, yeah, like at a certain point, it doesn't feel like it's super beneficial to just like be like, oh, like all these people sharing their opinions all over social media of like, like it's just constantly people being like, oh, I think this and I think that and I think that will this is why I think Israel is great. And this is why I think Palestine is great. And like, and this is why this is bad. And this is why they're bad. And this is why these people are bad. And like, and I'm not saying to not share opinions. I think sharing opinions is, is great. Like it just feels like if we make it about the moral dick measuring, then it becomes something that is pulling away from the actual suffering. You know, Alex, Yeah. moral, Dick measuring really turns me off. Nice. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Just same. I think we should pull out of it. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> We're pulling out. Um, but like, yeah, it's like that with what you're, with what you're talking about with politics, right? It becomes like that. Yeah. That, oh, okay. So, so you don't, so you don't care about this thing then yeah. because you didn't include it in your, your speech or whatever. Right. Like, so you, you're not, you, you're not worried at all about this thing. You don't think it's a problem. You yeah. don't care. I haven't heard <laughs> you bring up anything about stray animals today and that's not okay. Yeah. 
there are so many stray dogs in Peru and we need to solve this problem now. Yeah. Um, so it just, it gets kind of, you know, it gets kind of weird. I yeah. feel like when it gets into that territory of, of like, if, if the, if the focus of the dialogue becomes people actually really just trying to be like, where does, where does this person stand? Yeah. And like, and even if they're not consciously like I'm having this conversation for this purpose, right? Like, even if they're not right. consciously thinking that, even if they're like, oh, well, I just want to see, I just, I'm just curious what people are thinking about this event and stuff like that. It's like a lot of people who have formed opinions about this event have pretty strong opinions. And so it becomes kind of like a conquest mm-hmm. or a crusade of like, wow, look at all these people saying that they support these, this group. Wow, look at how what I don't what these people are so crazy and stupid. Like, look, look at this. This is so stupid. Like, these people are so wrong. How could anyone support these people over here? And like all that jazz. It's like and and to be fair, again, I'm not super educated about this issue. There might very well be room for that when it comes to certain things, right? Like, um that being said, I was you know, like in the conversation, I was like, you know. I was like, I think colonial, colonialism sucks dick. I think imperialism sucks dick. I think killing innocents of any kind sucks dick and is just fucking dumb. Like, shouldn't be happening. It's atrocious. It's it's horrible. Horrific. Um, so, you know, it's kind of just this, like... And I was like, I was like, yeah, like... I don't have a lot to say about it other than that. Like, I'm like we could, we could get into details of little events and, like, other things, but... And I was like, and on top of all these things, we are all very far away from the thing. So the chances of us getting a full contextual picture of what's going on are pretty slim. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not about to be in a heated argument with somebody about something where I, I, there's, yeah, absolutely. There's no way to have a full contextual picture. And like, it's going to be, I don't want to get angry at somebody when I don't have a full picture. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, unless they're being like, yeah, let's kill kids. <laughs> then I'm going to be like, okay. Like, that's not okay. That's yeah. not okay, bud. Like, why don't you shut up, you know? Well, that's the thing <laughs> like, is the fuck? you can't even get angry like you were saying because you don't have the full picture. Um, yeah. You are not educated enough. Yeah. And all I can do is I don't, hear something happening yeah. and being like, that's atrocious. And I, I find that's it hard to believe that in this day and age, any of us have the resources like the average citizen does not have the resources to fully understand a situation on the other side of the world. Like we just don't because there's way too much information, misinformation out there. There's way too much government controlled media that also works its way into a massive amount of misinformation and propaganda. And then on top of it, we also have um, very radical people who create content that might might get spread right which is this has happened already right and like i'm not a proponent of censorship i don't really fuck with censorship yeah but it is it is true that there are some radical people and that you know sometimes somebody who's loud and radical can rile people who might be quietly radical yeah and and rile them to action even absolutely um so it's like yeah we've got we've got government-controlled media sources that are going to be propaganda and or agenda-based. Um, wherever you are, what, yeah. no matter what country you're in, you're going to have a 
propaganda slash agenda based media. And you know, if you're in America, you know, might depending it might depend on which news source you're watching from, but like there's gonna be an agenda involved in some form, most likely, unless you have like the most amazing independent journalist that you follow who somehow manages to get a full contextual picture of every event in the world. I don't think this exists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not that so, I know of. Yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. It's a, it's a weird and complex because I, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't want to ever be like, oh, like don't, don't talk about, issues that are happening you know right. like i don't want to i don't want to say that and I right i don't think that's where we need to be right we i totally. want to be talking about things i want things to be communicated all that jazz um so it is it is kind of a weird um thing but yeah yeah i don't i don't fuck with the moral dick yeah. measuring that yeah. seems to come out of events of the atrocious nature yeah very frequently yeah. um you know it's like you have a have a debate about guns with somebody and the result of that discussion is not necessarily a growth and this is just a simple this is like a you know a singular event i'm describing not necessarily all conversations i've had some good conversations about guns that are like a solid conversation where i get some solid opinions and i express some solid opinions and we have some mutual agreements and we have some differing opinions on some things and it's like a good conversation um but you know, it's like you can have that conversation with somebody um, and not get anything yeah. out of it at all and have the only result be that both people have placed this person into a specific section of their morality meter. Yeah. Or depending on where you are and who you are, it might not be a morality meter. It might be a brainwashed meter. Yeah. You know, how much, how sheeple are you? Yeah. Meter or people, something like people that. People love or how info wars are you? <laughs> how right wing are yeah. you? How libtard are you? Mm-hmm. How racist are you? Whatever, whatever thing, right? Like whatever um, spectrum or like category or meter that people like, you know, we, we use to kind of measure and place people so yeah. that we can, we can, we're kind of constantly crafting ideas of, of people that we know, I think. Yeah. Um, and they're ever evolving. Right. So it's like, and the longer, you know, somebody you get, you start to create a more refined idea and like, or a more refined placement of somebody. Right. Yeah. Like you might be like, Oh, well this person, I put them over here because I don't think that they would do this thing. And I don't think that they would think like this. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, well I actually kind of think like this. And then you're like, Oh my God. Okay. Well they're not over here but they're not over here because they didn't do anything and they don't think like this, but they don't think like that. And so then just like, I'm adjusting them a little bit. And it's like, if that's the case and that's the result of the dialogue and, or becomes the goal subconsciously of the dialogue, then I think we're in kind of a rough area. If, if every, if every single conversation is simply to be like, let me figure out how I can categorize you morally. Yeah. And like, let me figure out how I can feel about you. And Mm -hmm. like, um, I'm, I'm not sure exactly, you know, it's like, but it's kind of a weird, it's a weird thing. And I think like, you know, it's like, it, like similar to how like, oh, you know, all these people, right? Like atrocity happens and then it's like, oh, change your Facebook profile to a French flag. And it's like, okay, awareness is good. Like spreading awareness is awesome. Yeah. And it's like, 
the French flag thing on people's Facebook pictures, was that responsible for spreading awareness? I'm not 100% sure. Um, and did it become more of a personal statement yeah. of morality for some people? Of like, oh, I need to make sure that I, I need to make sure that I let people know that I'm, you know, in support of certain things. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta make sure that people, everybody, I gotta update my socials so that well, people know. To speak to that a little bit, um, just from conversations that I've had. Yeah. I think, you know, all of these things are kind of difficult because on one hand, you're trying to support something, right? Yeah. And maybe you're doing it for all the right reasons, or maybe you're doing it to whip out your, your measurement device, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is that we care way too much what other people think and that people are going to put us in boxes and label us and ship us, yeah. you know? And I don't want to be shipped. Yeah. No, don't put me in a box. Don't ship me anywhere. Um, <laughs> I will break out of the box. I promise you that. Contents and, are fragile. <laughs> <laughs> Contents are fragile for sure. Label fragile. Um, but that being said, I know that when groups of people are going through a hard time, that seeing all of their friends like have a certain thing on their profile or like post something about it, can make them feel like they're not alone. It can, it can offer that support in some way. And so yeah. I think, I think these things are good and bad and that, you know, there are going to be people who are muddying the water with just doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know, like, I think intention is important. Like white knighting. Yeah. Kind of thing. White knighting for like, sure. And I, I, I do want to say that I don't think that white knighting is like, super common like i don't think that it's i don't think that's very common for people to be consciously white knighting yeah. you know what i mean like to be like to like i was describing for, before to be like oh i gotta i gotta let people know like yeah to be like consciously making those decisions i think is different than like emotionally feeling that way yeah right like it's like feeling the societal pressure of being like oh shit like i better make sure that like people have the right idea of me because yeah. I do care about this thing. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to change my thing so that people know that I, I heard about it and actually I care. So I'm going to change For my sure. thing so people know. And like, right. Like that's kind of different than like being like, I'm going to craft an image of myself so that yeah. people think that I'm this thing. Totally. When really I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, like those people might yeah. exist, but I don't think that that's, that's the most common. I think that's partially <laughs> because, um, partially because, everybody kind of builds up their own world in their head, you know, of like, this is me. This is what's good. This is what's bad. And I think what I'm doing is right. I think what I'm doing is supportive and maybe they don't have the conscious malicious intent, but maybe in the way that it benefits them, yeah. it does become malicious because they're actually trying to do it because of all of those benefits. Right. And there's also the other side of the flip floppity measuring coin where it, if you don't ever show up to the party, nobody ever expects you to be there. Yeah. You know, doesn't matter how many invitations you get, you never go. 
Whereas the person who shows up every time is expected to be there. And it's just like, if you're supporting every single cause that you ever see, you're always trying to be on the, the quote, right side, the correct side of the argument or whatever is happening, then people are going to be looking to you constantly and they're going to have a magnifying glass on you and, and the expectation for you to be, you know, whatever you're spouting to be based off of your opinions and whatever you're supporting is just magnified all the time. And it's like, Oh, well you supported this, but I never saw you post anything about this. And then it's like, okay, like how can I please the world? Like, it's just, it's, it's never ending. And so that's, and that's also kind of what I mean by like, we care too much what other people think because you can nobody can be fully aware of everything going on in the world at the same time. It's oh, way God, no. too much. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to even, I, I think people just rush to opinions too quickly, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like with, with how much crap there is these days, like you need to just, I think people just need to be educated. Like that's the most important part. I I do think that the awareness is important, but most of all that we educate ourselves as best we can. We equip ourselves as best we can. We let those opinions form slowly over time. We have these conversations, not wake up every day and they're like, I need my coffee. Each other's don't talk to me about my coffee morally, but to measure our understanding and to help create these opinions and to create these movements and awareness in healthy ways where we find the common grounds that we can stand on together against atrocities of all kinds, regardless on which side they're on, who's doing what, it doesn't matter. The negative impacts of the, these events are what matter. And if we can come to an understanding of like, okay, instead of like, Hey, what's your opinion on this? And like, what do you know about this? Oh, you don't know enough about it. So you're kind of a piece of shit who doesn't care about it. Then that's what I'm taking from that. It's like, no, 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 you're misconstruing my words. You're misunderstanding. That's not the point. We're trying to come to an understanding. So we're going to start with, okay, kids are being killed. They're being cut off from all sorts of things that they need. That's really bad. Can we agree on that? All right, sweet. Let's start there. You know, what is the information about that? And how can we spread awareness about that? How can we stand against that and move forward from there? And once you've, you know, maybe come to a consensus on that, you can dive a little bit deeper. And yeah, it's it's great to get a big overarching picture of an entire scenario and be like, okay, wow, look at all of these bad things going on. That's crazy. That's a lot. I don't even know how to handle it. There's, it's literally like a toddler running around at full speed, knocking things down, making huge messes, doing all this stuff. And I'm just trying to clean up their first mess and they're already on their 10th. It's like, I get it. These things are overwhelming and hard to even know where to start. But let's not start off fighting and arguing with each other. People that are in the US, like who have nothing to do with this. I have 
no lineage or ancestry or anything or any family over there that's connected. I have friends, um, but I have no right to start getting angry and spouting off some partially formed opinion that I have with somebody else who also has no ground to stand on because they're not involved and they don't know anything, you know? So instead what I want to do is support those that I know are directly connected in some way or partially connected in some way to the best of my ability and continue educating myself and doing what I can from there in a healthy way, you know? And man, it's like, don't, don't just start arguing with people. Like that is, that is not the solution. Definitely don't whip out your moral tape measure. Yeah. No one needs the, the moral dick measuring to start. No one needs that. Um, yeah. I like, I like that you started with being more educated and educating ourselves more. Uh, I'd also like to add that I think the intention behind educating is important too. Yeah. Because you can educate with an agenda, right? Like for sure. It's like looking for information to fuel your argument. Yeah. You know, like the type of thing, like you, you can, you can seek out specific facts yeah. to try to back your position and end up ignorant of other facts mm-hmm. that might refute that. It's a great point. So it is, it is important to check yourself when it comes to when you're, when you're looking for information, like try to seek information from an objective position and not, yeah not from the position that you're at, but more so from a, a general position. So yeah. As we cool us surfer bros would say, well, you check sur- yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> vibes. <laughs> Fucking vibes. Straight dude. vibes. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah, I think the intention is really important. Yeah. Um, and I I do I also like the area that you got into when it comes to having a conflict and or having an issue, right? It's like so frequently I think I've witnessed and experienced whether it's an issue that exists out in the world that's happening or it's something that is personal to someone between themselves and another person. In both of those scenarios, I feel like I've experienced people kind of being like, well, we are having this issue or the, here's this issue. And then, so when the discussion comes, it's me versus you and the issues in between us and like, and it's me versus you. And instead of, that that where you're talking about heading is more of a it's us versus the issue and not not this other this not this you versus me it's not we're not against each other here yeah we are on the same side like you know that's not what this is it's like there is an issue that's present but we can fight it together yeah totally and we don't have to we don't have to be at odds with each other we don't have to turn this into a a triangle like let's just make it you and me on the same team yeah 
just and it's us versus the issue for sure um, well that is kind of a try well no i guess you're, no, both, you're on the same team it's like so it's like point it's like you're on the team point. it's like you two people yeah. you're playing volleyball yeah. and one See, team i was thinking of has tennis. one person i was thinking of tennis like two versus one, that's kind of a triangle. That is kind of a know? triangle in tennis because so, they'd be spread out. So let's think like, what if it was a three-legged race, except <laughs> one of the teams only had one person? Okay, well, that's just like a line across. Like, what if they're running opposite directions? You're really getting out of hand here. Bobsled. Bobsledding. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's like, that. that's how I feel with... I mean, even, you know, like personal issues and with when it comes to like an event or an atrocity or something taking place, like it's not like, oh, let's, let's have a conversation. And then this conversation might lead to an argument because there, there happens to be strong emotions around this. It's like, that doesn't have to be where we're at like that. We, we can, we can approach it differently or like where we can recognize and acknowledge that we're still on the same side here. And like, we can be like find our common areas and Mm -hmm. like all this jazz and how much more powerful is that you know way more powerful it's like and you actually gain understanding two people could be fighting against each other against an issue that they actually are kind of on the same side of yeah or they can be fighting against the issue together doubling their power rather than both of them wasting their power against each Mm -hmm. other Mm mm-hmm you know? Yeah, right. It's like you think of the like American political spectrum right now, and it's like yeah, you know, one Same group, thing. one group being like, we care about these things, and you guys don't care about this. You're, you're terrible, and then the other group being like, yeah, well, we care about these things, and you guys don't care about these things, so you guys are terrible. Yeah, and it's like they're just both getting both groups are just getting fucked. Yep. <laughs> consistently from the same source. Yep. And so and instead like, of fighting the source, we all fight each other and waste our energy, yeah. waste our resources, waste our time while the actual problem yeah. gains everything. Everything. Yeah. It's it's a it's incredible. Beautiful. It's, it's a evil genius yeah. type of scenario that we are yeah. living in right now and it's it's you know, it's wreaking havoc. Um so yeah, if anything, I guess that's a good place to 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 wrap up and finalize and absolutely and encourage people to um, you know to communicate and yeah. to talk to people and to communicate with the purpose of actually understanding and not with the purpose of trying to measure them morally or yeah. shove your own opinions and thoughts down their throat until they regurgitate them back to you. Yeah, we're not so, cows. We're not. We're not cows, man. Yeah. And your grass is not a good opinion. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> Keep <laughs> no. that grass in your yard, man. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, and kind of to wrap back a little bit to maybe end on a little bit more of a positive note. Not that I think we're being extremely negative, but all of these hard issues and <laughs> Um, terrible things happening and if you're feeling depressed or maybe not having the best day and maybe you're having happy moments throughout the day too I think something that helps me a lot is just kind of to look at the beauty in every moment and the beauty in every feeling that you have and that every experience is unique 
and you get to just, I don't know, like enjoy it for what it is. Like sometimes I actually kind of enjoy just being sad for a bit and living in that moment and, and letting myself be open to that. And it can be really rewarding to just let your mental and biological state just kind of go through those motions and to accept it. And I think when we fight things, even within ourselves, we can really create a lot of turmoil. And we don't want turmoil. We want fertilized soil. Know what I'm saying? That's a bar. We hope you have a great day. Yeah, we hope you enjoy it. Peace. Peace.